Hi guys and welcome back to the FPL Reaction Pod with me Lewis, aka FPL Reaction on Twitter and alongside me Max, aka at Maxi Arsenal also on Twitter. Weird week it felt like this week, um, not using social media, especially Twitter, but it's all for a great cause. Um, it just felt really, really strange because um, you know how spammy I get Max on Twitter, don't you? So, I mean, I noticed I probably usually do about 10, 10 tweets per game, which I'm aware is pretty um, ridiculous is pretty insane. Is. But there probably is. I think it's just it's just something nice about celebrating. <laughs> it's just something nice about um, celebrating returns with the Twitter community um, when you know when when your players do return. How did you feel about the um, the, the boycott this week, Max? Did you miss Twitter? To be honest, yeah, I did because I feel like I've been using Twitter as a kind of um, alternative to Sky Sports now, Sky Sports News or Sky Sports score center because obviously obviously it's a news kind of platform arguably it's a news platform as well and i felt that, but in terms of the boycott yeah. i think it was a really good way for everyone to kind of unite in in football and also against racism and also just in general how it's not tolerated in football and it's not tolerated in life in general so i think it was it was for a good course but also at the same time yeah like you said uh, weird not being on twitter for a few days <laughs> Yeah, I think he was looking forward to getting back on on Twitter and seeing um seeing what posts there were and, and who was still on and stuff. But yeah, a great a great cause. So uh let's just get into um episode six. So thanks for those that are still listening. Um we've got loads to cover tonight, including Minor Max's top options for the double game week ahead. Um but first to make way for that, we'll be cutting out our um our, our game week ana- analysis from the, the previous game week. Um, and we'll just discuss how we intend to approach the doubles and, and how we did last week and how we did um, how we how we're going to look going forward. Um, it's just hard not to mention actually the, the the fact that 20 minutes before the boycott, um, the Premier League officially released the uh, double game week um, fixtures, specifically fixtures of Ben Krellin, um, a great account, a great guy to follow to keep up to date with postponements. Um, Double game weeks and and, and bearing this in, bearing that in mind, this this Ben Crelling calculates them. Is, I think it's just um, it's just genius to get them right. So, in terms of the FPL community, this guy's a hero. So um, it has to has to have a follow um, Ben Crelling to um, to keep you up to date. Um, so so a double game week ahead and a blank game week immediately after that has caused a, a lot of excitement in the community because there's just lots to figure out um, in a short amount of time. Um, so it's, it's it's interesting that Man United and Liverpool got postponed uh, because of the protests. It's interesting for two reasons. So the first, because it determined how uh, most of us actually did um, the the week gone by. Um, so I mean, a lot a lot a lot of players had two to two to three two to three players. I had I had two players because I sold out Bruno. How many did you have this this week, Max? On my bench as well was three. So I, Rashford was a key guy for me this week as well. I thought he was going to do well. So it was unfortunate that he didn't play. And Robinson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of ownership in this game. So so that obviously determined that. And then the, the second reason why it's, it's interesting, because there's rumours online and, and, and obviously Ben Krellin now that um, to reschedule this game, an option would be to bring the Liverpool game against West Brom next week forward to, to this, to the next midweek coming up. Um, which would push Liverpool into a, a, a double game week instead of the single. Um, so 
second to to actually to add on to that um if if that is so we will still wait for confirmation so plans are pretty much everywhere at the moment and um, if that's official that is i mean that is huge isn't it max liverpool devlin uh this week coming up i think it will be a big gainer for um for anyone that pits at liverpool just on the basis that if you've got them players at the south southampton west brom I mean, Southampton alone is a good fixture, but combine that with West West Brom, it definitely might switch over some some people's captain picks. Um, definitely mine as well. So yeah, exactly. yeah, it's something definitely to monitor. So yeah, so we're going to stay um, we're going to stay uh, monitoring that, um, and we're going to keep up to date via Ben Krellin. Um So pick three last week, really close one actually, um, and the winner won by a single point. I myself had Inacho Kane and Reguilon. Um, so only took away 13 points this week. How did you uh, do this week, Max? Did you beat me again? Yeah, 14. I, so got, I had Son, Kane and Salah. So, of course, Salah didn't play, but Son, yeah, Son, Son got a goal and an assist and a couple of bonus points. So, yeah, 14, which is not amazing, but again, it's two players. Yeah, next week. So... The winner uh, with a huge 29 points, who had Bale, obviously, um, returned 21 points, Kane 2 and Reese James 6. It was Sean, a.k.a. at FPL underscore Warno. So, um, so yeah, give him a follow, guys. That's at FPL, capital letters, underscore Warno, uh, capital W, Warno. So, give him a follow. Uh, so, so, yeah, well done. And over to you, Max, for your part of the pod. Uh, for your dodgy differential differential. So, yeah, dodgy differential this week was Everton's left-back, Dingne. I keep pronouncing his name wrong. I don't think I'll ever be able to pronounce his name right. <laughs> but <laughs> he got an assist, which, yeah, I mean, it was a risk. As I said before, I named him. I, I knew it was a risk. And I, as Everton were kind of up and down. But, of course, yeah, I got that wrong. Of course, he got the assist. Um, and Pereira also, who was my... Um, differential for the week who I thought would actually do well um, also blanked so yeah both calls wrong this week which was puts me at a loss again I mean last week I think I got one right so an improvement but again I'm looking for another for um, a couple of correct calls next week but yeah at least I at least I got um, I'm not overall I've got I think it's 60-40 my overall kind of uh calls if you like in terms of my success rate so well, yeah yeah see how it is at the end of the season yeah you've been doing pretty well i'd say um so far just uh just um an odd, odd bad one this week um so let's just move on to our predictions we're not going to talk about the the games because we've got a lot to discuss in terms of double game week so um so let's just look at the predictions quickly uh we both got the results right for the City game, so that was one each. A correct score for me on the Chelsea game, but a correct result for you. Uh, you've got the Arsenal um, result correct, um, and then we've both got the Spurs result correct, and then you've got the Wolves result correct as well, Max. So you've you've uh, you've you've brought one back this week. It is now 2-2. Brought it back again. I'm a fighter, Lewis. I'm a fighter. <laughs> I think if it went 3-0 and you, you got the three calls three weeks in a row, I think I'd just I'd, I'd start to doubt myself completely in my in my footballing prediction abilities. Um, but yeah, we definitely need to do a Super 6 next season and 
and see how how it, how it, how we fare against each other. Hundred percent, we're going to have to definitely do that. Um, so let's just look at how we did this week. Um, so I'm just going to go through my team firstly. So Martinez, um, two points. Can you actually believe his last clean sheet was seven matches ago, Max? Seven matches. And he was the man of the moment. Everyone, I mean, it, we were, I was looking at him thinking every time he got a clean sheet, I was just getting more upset that we let him go. And now yeah. I look at him. But still, he's still a good keeper. I think it's just, I think you could even look at the fact that with Grealish, he's not there. Could you argue that that's had an impact? Because it's impacted their attacking ability. And sometimes they do say the best form of defence is attack. But maybe that's mm. had a kind of knock-on effect. You never know. Yeah, so Grealish held the, held the ball up really well. So he did. He said he did help them defensively. So, but yeah, not even a four pointer um, for, for Martinez for three weeks now. So poor defensively from Villa and slowly questioning Martinez's form, um, not just Villa's. So moving on to Reguilon, probably um, one player that could have scored more points than anyone else apart from Bell. But he could have scored more points than anyone this week, I felt. Um, it's probably the most annoying six points I've ever had for, for a defender. Um, lots of chances. Kane put the ball on a plate in the last minutes of the game to, for Reguilon to score. And he, he just hit it so wide. I think it was a 20-point a swing um, for me this week, Kane, Captain and Reguilon. Um, but, but yeah, I have to, have to take the, the, the clean sheet. Um, Dallas, one point. Leeds were just awful again. Um, going forward and bad defensively, which I was a little bit surprised at, um, considering how good they've been the past few games. So, really disappointing week uh, with the Leeds players there. Uh, so, yeah, one point for Dallas. Um, Trent didn't play, so he became size. Two points, stuck with size. Um, didn't, I mean, I didn't think he'd get the clean sheet anyway, to be honest. I, I, I wasn't expecting West Brom to not score. Um, I always expected them to score, actually, so so I can't really complain. Um, Son, 12 points. Uh, say, it saved me because I was originally 50-50 about him or Bale, and then Bale scored a hat-trick. So, I mean, the, the, the 12 points for Son did, it did soften the blow a little bit. Um, but, but, yeah, maybe I should have just, just gone for Bale in the end. So, But, yeah, I mean, the switch was from Bruno to Son. So, I mean, Bruno didn't play, so it was a good idea. After all, I suppose. Lingard, two points, didn't actually do much, to be honest, at all. Didn't get into attacking positions very well, he, as well as he usually did. Just weirdly sat back. He looked tired. Um, looked, Yeah, he looked a bit frustrated towards the end. He had a few shots that got blocked on the keeper save. He did look a frustrated figure, for sure. It just didn't seem to flow for Lingard that game. Now, I'm not too sure if that's a one-off or not. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully he um, becomes more uh, back, gets back into the form. Madison two points. Honestly, thought Madison was the best player on the pitch. Um, passes, creativity, shooting well. Even put a ball on the plate for Vardy, who who missed. I thought a really good opportunity. I don't have a clue how he didn't return um, in that game, but but it happened again. And um, another blank for Madison. Um, Mount, six points. Always looks like he deserves more than what he returns in FPL. Um, I'll take the assist because I didn't think he'd actually play with the Champions League coming up this week or, or, or have his minutes managed at least. So so I'm really happy with Mount. And um, 
moving on to Kane, uh, captain, four points. He was uh, really disappointing, um, completely off it. it. Didn't take many good positions up, and when he did shoot, he he smashed it wide. So another captain blank for me. I think it's even more frustrating the fact that I've that I've blanked with so many captains recently. Anyway, so but yeah, he played a bit like he. Sorry to interrupt. He played a bit nope. like he played in the um in the Carabao Cup final. I felt whether he's. I mean, he's not obviously he's not injured, but it seems like he in that game. Arguably, you could say that Bale and Son kind of stole the show, if you like, but and and let him kind of drift a yeah. little bit into the background. But yeah, he still doesn't look like before his injury. But we'll yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So moving on to Bamford again to double it with the with with Dallas one point really really poor from Bamford. And he got dragged off early again. Um, I mean, you can't help looking at Leeds fixtures um, and feel like Burnley, Southampton, West Brom, great fixtures. But Bamford is, has been so, he's been awful. He's been so poor. And um, I think these days you're lucky to get an hour of him, an hour out of him. So he's a, he could potentially um, go for me. So Ian Atcho, five points again against 10 men. Sitting deep, protecting the one-one was was tough, but still got the assist anyway. So, I mean, even when Leicester aren't having good games, he's he's still returning. And I know you brought him in this week, Max, and you'll probably discuss him a bit later on in the pod. But um, I do think he could be a keeper, regardless of the fixtures based fixtures based on his on his price. But yeah, we'll talk about that more further in the pod. Uh, my team total was forty-three points, which. Um, Judging from the, uh, the scores I've seen on Twitter, it's quite high, so it's above the both the average and the top 10k average. Um, so the, it's only a rank change of 25k. So it's a green arrow, but I need to be making much more pro, much bigger progress to to get to my uh, my target two to 300k. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it was it was one of those weeks where it, it could have got worse. I think if United played. I could have ended up worse off, um, but but maybe I'm lucky they didn't play. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take it I'll take it. It was a good week, sort of. But it's a green either way. How did you do, Max? I didn't do much better to be uh, to be honest. I think the, what the average for that week was, I think it was 39 points. So I did better than the average. But if I go through my team, so Meslier, Melier, not Meslier. I keep saying that. Melier. I mean, he, he got a save point, but that was removed by the fact that they got um, two goals prizes. So it was unfortunate there because I was, I was, I was gambling a lot on the fact that uh, Leeds would would kind of return form a little bit. So and I had Dallas as well. So similar there. If you, if I forgot the clean sheet there, you're talking yeah, you're talking twelve points. Whereas from the two of them, I got three points because Dallas only got me a point. So. Yeah, you talk. Yeah, there was a bit of a frustration there, but I guess that's the risk with going with um, two players from the same team, and the fact that Leeds at the moment they're a little bit unpredictable in terms of the way they're playing. Um, yeah. If I go to my next player, so Gal- uh, Cancelo. So Cancelo got me a clean sheet, six points. I mean, that's a gamble as well because arguably you could say he was lucky to play, and I've just seen again. The Champions League game, he's he's not starting. Zinchenko starting, so yeah, that does somewhat make me think that he will probably start. 
against uh, Chelsea. But I think so, yeah. So uh, yeah, I was, and he was unlucky. I thought he had a chance where he skied the ball up over the bar. Um, so he's still got that quality. He's still got that attacking ability, but he didn't do it for me, of course. Um, I did originally have Rudiger, but he, I mean, before I didn't realise how because I know he came off in the Champions League game, but I didn't think it was. I thought he was still going to play on the weekend, but he obviously didn't. So he, Sice then came in. Sice then came in for him. Um, I did also have Robertson on the bench, but Robertson, um, of course, with the with the um, postponement, didn't come in. And he, similar to you, frustrating because Sice he, he cleared one off the line, and I don't think there's any bonus points for that. Is alert? <laughs> yeah. I, I was hoping that that the, the FPL gods would see that. Oh, he's just saving a goal, and he might get some. But now he um, he didn't have much attacking wise either. I think it was a bit from his from a defensive. He, Defensive point of view was um, I couldn't expect much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, two points. Saka, who I started, didn't play. And at first of all, when I saw that he didn't play, I thought, well, I saw he was on the bench. I was like, oh well, hopefully he doesn't come on. Um, and he didn't. But then, of course, my I'll get onto it later. But you can imagine who my one of my substitutes played for. Rashford yeah. in, the, in the middle as well. He didn't play. Again, frustrate him because I think um, I, them two players, I don't think many people own that much. So if they did it on return, I think I would have gained some rank. But it's what it is. Uh, Son, which was my captain, I was umming and ahhing about it. Um, him Between him and Kane and a captain, Son, obviously got the goal and the assist. Oh, nailed, nailed that this week, didn't you? Nailed yeah, it. he saved my game, to be honest, Lewis. I mean... He got tw- is it, 24 points, and the fact that he got the offside goal as well, which but he looked a bit, he looked sharper, and he looked, he was. I know they gave, of course, at Sheffield United, and they're giving him a lot of space and time, but he looked, he looked good in comparison. So as we said, Kane, he looked a bit, bit off it. Um, I, th- then, I think Son, sorry, I think Son got more points for you than he did for some whole teams in the community, actually. Which, which is yeah, I saw handsome. some people scores in the twenties, and so I mean it's yeah, I I think it, it well I would I would have been in the same position. Well, would I? Well, I wouldn't have been in the same position if I didn't captain him. But if I captained Kane, obviously it would have been a little a slightly different. But because I own Son, I, it, it saved my saved me as I said. Um, Bamford, yeah, this guy's he's as we know he's like the kind of bargain forward at the start of the season. Towards the end, towards the end of the season, he's starting to be a bit substandard. Again, one point, and he's coming off at like he's coming off at frustrating times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's coming off before the 60th minute, and it's like, and he's not. Yeah, he's not getting. I don't know what's what's wrong with him. But as you said, the last three fixtures are decent, so I'm potentially looking at um, bringing him in, perhaps um, game week 36. Um, for the final three games, because Burnley, Southampton, and West Brom are are good games. And whereas they are, yeah. I own moving on to my next player, which is Ian Nacho. His last three games, well, he's got blank game at thirty six, but he's got Chelsea, Tottenham, and he's got Man United in the game game with thirty five. I know Ian Nacho can do he can do all sorts, and he got me the assist and the five points. But at the same time, you could I could look at that and be like, you know what, I'm going to play on the fixtures rather than form which arguably you shouldn't do all the time, but I feel like 
on paper, you would say Bamford has the potential to do well. And then, of course, my final player was Kane. Um, yeah, two points. Not much to really say about him, to be honest. Of course, you would look in and going into the game, you look at our, the, the top goal scorer in the league. You look at the, the defence of Sheffield United in terms of conceding, and you think, oh, putting captain on Kane is just a no-brainer. But I don't know. It was my moment of madness catching the sun obviously paid off but maybe it was lucky or <laughs> probably a little bit but yeah Kane is unfortunate because I, I would have I, I needed his points to get over kind of the 50 point mark but I ended up on 45 so not much better than you Lewis to be honest I had a few I mean in my in my overall team not many players returned I mean you look at I had arguably three players returned in my whole team and yeah. the fact that the, the frustrating thing was that what was impacted by that was I had Yotta on the bench, I had Robertson on the bench, and of course both of them didn't come on. And I had a Rudiger who was injured, so my whole bench blanked. So I've been a bit, I've been a bit unlucky there, I thought. But so yeah, total three players affected by the postponement. One was dropped in Saka, and Rudiger injured meant it was a bit of a struggle. But with a song captain, it kind of pushed me over, tidied me over. So I was above the average, and I ended up gaining um 40k rank. So. Just over 900, I think 903 or something, 903k. Um, again, it's not it's not where I want to be, but I, I did better than the average, and I made some. It was a green arrow, so that's the main thing. Yeah, um, so a quite um, quite a good a good step uh, for you, I'd say this week. Although probably could have been bigger, couldn't it? Um, but yeah, I think anything to add to that, Max? You got to look at the positives, as I said before. I mean. We're all unfortunate the fact that who one week I had a player Madison having going on with the COVID. You know when you had a party with COVID. Yeah. This week I've got players that the fans march on the pits and you get a game postponed. I mean you can't predict <laughs> this season. You can't predict the things that are happening. But yeah, it's you got to take it take it on the chin and just accept it. It's funny because I remember you mentioning last week. Oh, what's going to happen next week? What you know? What, what? I think I jinxed it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you, should, you shouldn't say anything. I know, I should um, just keep my mouth shut, to be honest, and just not say anything. Hopefully this yeah, week we have Liverpool playing the double and then it all goes to plan. Exactly, um, which is something we're going to look at now. So uh, me and me and Max have prepared a couple of um, some players each um, who, who we think are going to be really good to try and climb, gain rank um, in it for the, for the double game week. Um, so... I'm going to start. So we got these these picks are backed up by stats. So James Ward Prowse, he's 5.5 billion. He's 8.5 percent ownership. ICT, which is the influence, creativity, and threat ranking on the official apps. Four of 283 midfielders for influence. Eight of 283 for creativity. 64 of 283 for threat. So. Pretty good. That's two attacker returns in his last two for James Will Prowse, four attacker returns in his last seven. Amongst midfielders this season, uh, Will Prowse in the league so far, he's first for crosses, fourth for successful crosses, first for goals from set plays, third for attempts from set plays, first for corners, and second for successful corners taken. So Will Prowse offers potential everywhere, um, especially from set plays. So he takes all corners, free kicks, and and obviously, with Danny Ings' injury, we're not too sure if he's okay or not. While he's currently out of the team, we're, we're, we know that Will Prowse is also on penalties. So fixtures-wise, Southampton have a double 
double game week and they play Liverpool and, and Crystal Palace, who, who I'd say are both pretty vulnerable at the back currently. Uh, so immediately after the double game week, Southampton then go on to play Fulham, who are, as we know, bad defensively. And, and Leeds, who are also really, really vulnerable to set plays, which massively plays into Ward Prowse's uh, uh, his potential and what he can return. Um, and obviously West Ham after that is they've got the worst for underlying stats, defensive stats recently as well, some of the worst. So War Prowse is he's he's cheap, he plays a double gay week, he has long term good fixtures and plays in um, a really attacking team. So he he for me he has to be considered uh, an option. So he's number one. Number two is Zaha at 7.1 million, 8.9% ownership. Two attacking returns in his last five, but we have to take into account that the two of those matches were against Chelsea and City. So Zahar is fifth this season for goals inside the box. So ahead of him, only the, the likes of Son, Bruno and Salah. And he's also in the top 10 amongst midfielders with big chances scored, big chances total and expected goals. So taking into account that he plays for a really poor Crystal Palace side, I think these stats are really, really, really good. So, I mean... It's also interesting looking at Crystal Palace in the last six. They've only failed to score against Man City. So they've still scored against these teams, you know, Chelsea and, and Leicester. So fixtures wise for Zahari plays against both Southampton and Sheffield United, who, I mean, it's pretty well known at the moment that Southampton and Sheffield United are shedding a lot of goals. Um, they looked okay last game against Leicester. They had 10 men, so they sort of sat back. But, but for me, those two. Southampton, Sheffield United, I would say uh, we should be targeting. So for me, Zaha um, seems seems great. And he's also probably pushing for, for a move as well, because, I mean, I know there's a lot of players in that team fighting for contracts. I don't. I think there's quite a few of them that, that run out of contract, actually, at the end of this, this season. So, so again, to summarise, he's, he's, he, he could be a really great option, especially targeting the teams that, that he's playing. Um, my third option is Lucas Dean, 6.1 million ownership, 9.1%. Um, ICT rank amongst defenders, uh, influence 32 from 241, 7 from 241. So his total influence, creativity and threat on the official app is 13, of 13 from 241 defenders, which is great. Um, three returns in his, in his last four, it's two clean sheets and assist. This season amongst defenders, he's fourth for crosses, fifth for successful crosses, second for big chances created, second for assists, and second for fantasy assists. Now, we, we, we all know that Dean also takes the corners and free kicks as well, so that, that's huge in terms of adding to his creative his threat output and potential returns. So Dean has been one of the most creative defenders in the league so far this season, and, and obviously that goes to show from the stats I've just read out. So... I mean, it's, it's it's only cemented by the fact that Everton's main striker, DCL, has put away the most headed goals this season with seven. So, I mean, Dean and, and, and DCL together. Dean's got DCL in front of him to put these chances away. So, I mean, fixtures ahead. Everton play uh, in the double against West Ham and Villa. Now, you look at them on paper, I think they're quite tough, but... Two of the worst defences as of late, actually. West Ham conceding 11 in the last five. And Villa, eight goals in the last five. So, I mean, they, they also immediate, immediately play in the blank game week as well. So, 
so Everton they play a really great double and then they play immediately after in in the in the blank game week. So Dean is costly and you know Max that he's been an absolute nightmare for me in the past. And I've I've done this thing where I've been between Ricardo and, and loads of other defenders and have been a bit of a mare. And I just can't not look at Dean. So I mean he's costly, he's effective, but combine his threat, creativity, fixtures, it, he just looks Another he has the great. potential to do it, doesn't he? He has the, yeah, he's got the ability there. I mean, Everton have been up and down in terms of their performance as a team, but as you've said, in terms of his attacking threat, he's he's got he's more than capable of assisting DC yeah. again. Exactly, and and actually moving on to my next pick, which is DCL. So it's seven point five million, twenty seven point one percent ownership. Um, now I imagine. A lot of that 27.1% ownership is in non, non-active non uh, teams. Um, so I imagine his ownership will probably rise, actually. So ICT rank again from the official app is influences five from 90 forwards. Creativity 20 from 90 and threat five from 90. So his total is seven from 90 forwards, which is a great um, basic stat. So looking deeper, second for goals this year only behind Kane amongst forwards, first in the league for headed goals, second big chances scored, um, second for big chances, second for headed goal attempts. So this shows that DCL, it shows that he's a huge, huge threat. And when he's got someone like Dean also provided um, these fantastic crosses and set pieces, it, it again, it goes hand in hand. So you could almost see the, the Lucas Dean DCL um, as a combination, so you basically bringing them in, hoping that I mean because they they did this last game as well, didn't they? Dean actually set DCL, and, and that's what sort of I've been hoping for in the past, but it's not quite worked out. But the fixtures again I, identical um, with Dean, obviously um, between DCL. So it's interesting because Villa, West Ham, and Palace, Everton play all of those teams, and they all make the top five for worst goal attempts in the box. So. Villa and West Ham also are in the top five for worst shots on target conceded, uh, shots on target conceded, and also Villa and West Ham top five worst for headed attempts, which could be massive um, for, for for DCL. So amazing stats there. Um, all three upcoming opponents make the top six for cran- uh, chances created on both of their left and right flank. So again, Dean DCL, great combination. Um, and for that reason, Dean makes my top, my, makes my five. So the last one I just want to mention is Yotta. Now, 7.1 million, 15.4%. The last five, he's returned 26 points. Now, people actually, obviously, he's blank three in a row. So he's gained 26 from, from the total of five spread out. So it, it's still averaging more than five points a game. So his recent stats, actually, in his, in his last six games, his joint second for goal attempts was 16. He's joined first with Salah for shots in the box. This is over the last six games, which would be great. He's joined third for big chances total, joint third for shots in the box and third for expected goals. Now, we can, we can sit here and moan, and I've sat here and moan for three weeks in a row now, but they are great, great stats. Now, I don't want to sort of... We know he's we know he's got quality and we, he, he could potentially be lacking in confidence. So... I don't want to say this is a Werner situation because it isn't because 
Yacht has already showed he can do it in the Premier League. I just think with the fixtures ahead, Liverpool could potentially play a double of Southampton and West Brom. Again, two of two of the worst defenses in the league. So top five worst for headed attempts recently. And we all know Yotta loves a header. I just think we've had I've heard a lot of talk of Yotta potentially going lately. And he, he I have actually seen him get sold quite a lot. And I just think he could quite easily play both these games and put away a brace in both of them. So I mean they're my five anyway. You've got Lucas Dean, um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Ward-Prowse, Zaha, and finally Yotta. And personally, if I was on a free hit, they'd all come in for me. Um, so Max, moving on to you, how what what players have you have you been looking at? Obviously, if they're similar to mine, that's okay. It just shows how how good of an option they are. Yeah, I tried. To, I've only got two players that are similar to you, so I'll start off with them. Um, okay. DCL because it's quite yeah it's quite clear on why why he should be that's just some of the stats you've you've shown yeah. in terms of the defenses that he's playing against um, and again some of the okay he's got final game is City but he's got Sheffield United Wolves you know, I think he's got games where he can easily do it he's fifth overall in points he's got 15, uh, 15 goals I did look at some stats in terms of in comparison to Kane, now his shooting success is 21.7%, whereas Kane is 17.1%. Now, of course, yeah. you've got to look at that. At also, the fact that Kane's had, I think he had double the amount of shots, well, near near enough double. But yeah, again, it's a, what it does show is that the, the chances that he is getting, he, 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 is, he is converting a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, I, I, won't, um, I won't look at him too much because, of course, we've covered him already. But again, he's one of those players that I feel... That you've got to, if you haven't got him, because I've, I don't want to go too much into my team for this week, but I have. Yeah. He's one of the players that I've looked at, um, and I think the two fixtures are fixtures where he could, especially if you looked at West Ham, who die up, die up, die however you want to pronounce it, he looked a bit, a bit shaky at the back um, in the last game, and I think he's looked a bit shaky in the last few games, to be honest. So yeah. He's definitely a player to target. And then the second player that you also mentioned was Ward Prowse. Now, over, I have looked at when you when you look at Ward Prowse. I mean, you never. I always, I never opted for him because he's not like. Um, I tend to opt for players. I feel like you know, like Son a bit more attacking, maybe like wingers. But yeah, no, I I do get yeah. I'm he's with one you. of those players, isn't it? You, you don't really. But what you've got to look at is the fact that he he takes the pens. I, I don't know if you mentioned, but he takes the pens. He takes the free kicks. And he's six overall for overall points. And also, I was thinking, well, he has got um, he has got one kind of tricky game. He's got Liverpool. But then I thought about that, and then I've looked at, I had to look at all the games he's played, and he's got he's got an either a goal or assist against Leicester, Spurs, Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, and United this season. It's a so big tick. So to yeah, so to be perfectly honest, in terms of it doesn't matter who he plays against. To be fair, War Prowse. So even if he has got Liverpool, I mean, he's as all them games I've just mentioned, or teams I've just mentioned, he's more than capable of getting a return there. So, um, yeah, he's definitely a player in, in the top five I mentioned. Now, the other three are a bit more different in the sense that I feel like there is a, while you want to be, I've said in the past that I needed to gain rank and the fact that I might play it risky, but at the same time, 
looking at players like Son, I think that Son you have to, is the next player, the third player, because I feel like he's he's just he's um against Sheffield United. I know it's against Sheffield United and the fact that oh, they've got a dodgy defence, but yeah. the games he's got Leeds, Wolves, Villa, Leicester. I feel like he, I feel like he can get returns in all of them. And as I said before, there's points in the season where he's he's um he's been top in points. And I feel like he's a player. I know he's not got the double in game week 35, but I feel like he can he can cause some damage in the remaining games. So I agree with that. Son could probably outscore um, a lot of double game week options in that one game against Leeds. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I know it's the two. You get the two points for for them merely playing, but as you saw in that game week, there he got he got twelve in one game. So huge. Yeah, yeah. I think he's one of those. I know it's you want to look at sometimes players that are a bit more differential. I, I especially do because sometimes I think I'm too clever, but <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. like you need you do need to look at players a bit more higher ownership because there's a reason why they've got higher ownership. Um, next player who's a bit different, Wood. Now he's got Fulham, Leeds, Sheffield, Liverpool, Sheffield United. Now in terms of his um, last seven games, he's got I know he got the hat trick, but he. He got set, he's got seven goals, three assists in his last um, seven games. So even without that hat trick, he's got four goals, three assists, which is um, a return a game. Now he's three point two percent ownership, and he's coming up against teams that are. I know Sheffield United. Maybe they just want to. The final game is is uh, Burnley Sheffield United. So perhaps they they want to put put a bit of pride on Sheffield United. But the fact that um, Fulham, they're looking to. They're looking to, of course, um, remain in the league. You've got Liverpool, who are also looking to kind of see if they can get in that top four. So I feel yeah. like there's games where teams are going to be coming out of them. And I, and he's 6.4 million. But as I said before, his, his goals and assists, he's one of those, he's an informed player. Um, so, so And he's got arguably good fixtures, I think, as well. So, yeah, he's the fourth player. And the final player is uh, Mo Salah. He's uh, the magician, the Egyptian magician. Now, yeah, he's got three goals in his last five, and I've seen his ownership is now. I don't know what it was at the start. I think it was at one point fifty, but he's known it's thirty-five now. And a point, of course, I think that um, is it, is relevant that you mentioned. A lot of people would have Salah because that don't actually play anymore. But they, they put him in the start. Yeah, and they yeah. looked at FPL app or fantasy football for a long time. So again, I think in the higher ranks, many people may have got rid of him. Now he's one goal behind Kane for the in terms of the golden boot. So and we all know how greedy Salah is, and how perhaps he's looking at for his own personal gain. He wants to get them goals. He wants to be the you know the top player. So yeah. I feel like again that's the reason why he's kind of the fifth player of mine. And the fact that if he has got the double, South if he starts against Southampton, West Brom. He could cause some problems. So yeah, they're the top. They're the the five um five players. I thought that uh, top five players and some of the reasons why uh, the mixture of risk and well not risk but a mixture of kind of high ownership and and low ownership there as well. Yeah. So that's that's that's. I mean that's great. There's some great options there. So cheap, budget, expensive. You know, there's there's a lot to pick from that. And I'm personally would have all of all of the suggestions that myself and you've just suggested if if I did have a free hit but unfortunately I don't so 
Um, so there are picks anyway. Uh, let's look at game week 35, Max, and let's get our predictions and how we think the games are going to go um, briefly before we get on to our transfer plans and captaincies and stuff for next week. So the first game is Leicester versus Newcastle. I thought Newcastle looked really poor, actually, um, against Arsenal, or Arsenal made them look poor. Um, so I've gone for a solid Leicester 2 0 here. What do you reckon, Max? I think it was because their talisman wasn't playing Joe Willock. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, but I've gone for a 2 1. I think we did make them look poor. I think I think there's a combination of them being poor, but I think we did we did uh, dominate the ball quite well. But yeah, I think um, with Willock back and you've got St. Maxon and Wilson, I think they could, they'd get one goal. Leeds versus Spurs. Now, what a game this could be, but Leeds have been so, so poor lately. Um, and Spurs look really, really great going forward with new attacking tactics and a new manager. So I've gone for a 3-0 Leeds win. Uh, Spurs win. Sorry, 3-0 Spurs win. I've mixed it up again. I've gone for a uh, a goal thriller. 4-2 Spurs. Ooh, what a game. Yeah, hopefully that... For the neutral, that is a brilliant game. Sheffield United versus Palace. So for me, Palace have players to cause Sheffield United some some serious problems, and Sheffield United just don't look at it at all, do they? They look like they're completely finished now, and 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 their heads completely gone. Um, so I've gone for a two 0 Crystal Palace. I've gone for the same, Lewis. I'm not copying you, don't worry. <laughs> but I just think that. Yeah, uh, I think Palace would be too much for them. But at the same time, uh, Sheffield United will look to not be embarrassed again like they were against Tottenham. Yeah. Chelsea versus City. Difficult and uh, depends on their progress in the Champions League. Um, Chelsea will probably want to win this more um, because their, their sort of top four status is a bit more insecure. But I've gone for a 1-1 anyway at home. What do you reckon, Max? I've gone for a 2-0. It's 2-0 City. Yeah, um, I just think City, they've got the squad and I think that it would be interesting if uh, if City do win 2-0 because it'll open it up a bit as well. Not that Arsenal have got any hope of getting in the top four, but it will make it very interesting towards the end of the season. Liverpool versus Southampton. So for me, this is probably one of the games, um, games of the week, a really exciting game. Um, and both teams just love to attack and both teams are pretty good at scoring as well, especially Liverpool. So for me, Liverpool, more clinical, uh, 3-1 Liverpool win for me. And now uh, you're going to think I keep copying you, but that three, I think 3-1 Liverpool is what I, is a good, that's what I've gone for as well, because I feel like Southampton, had, like we said about War Prowse, they've got the ability to score. But I think They'll nick a goal, won't they? Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's, what I've, that's the kind of logic I've had. But also, I've had the same lo- the logic that Liverpool's attack is, if they've got all the players on form, they could be could cause some damage. And we've seen how Southampton have defended this season. Wolves versus Brighton. Um, for me, probably a good chance to not watch a game of football. Um, but two teams that will definitely be looking to win. Uh, but I just don't see a winner. So I've gone for a 1-1 um, draw. 2 all draw. Yeah, I know it's the same result, but I think 
Plenty more goals. Danny Welbeck, another Arsenal player, has uh, looked like he's. I mean, he's. He, I love that turn he did. He must have learned that at Arsenal. What a tear that was! Too. Twelve points from Welbeck this week. Yeah, he's. I, I saw a, 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 a guy I follow on Twitter, and he had him, and I was like, "That's a, that's a great, a very good pick." Um, but yeah, yeah two all. I think Wolves need to need to score some. Need to get a couple of goals in comparison to how they've been recently. Villa versus United. Usually lots of goals when these two are involved. I think I've underestimated Villa a lot lately, um, and I'm happy to admit that in terms of um, in terms of attack. Uh, I just still think United are probably going to edge this, so I've gone for a 2-1 United. I've gone 3-0 United. Um, I think you look at, look at some of the talent United have got. I know they won against 6-2 against Roma the other, the other day, but I feel like... Mm. Their defence has improved. Um, so, yeah, I feel like United, would be too, even even though Villa have, like you say, have got a few attacking returns, I think it'd be too much for them. West Ham versus Everton, another really, really good game. I've got high hopes for this one in terms of goals. And West Ham with Cresswell back and a firing Antonio. Everton have also got the deadly duo um, in form again, Dean and DCL. Big battle, but no, not a winner for me. So I've gone for a two-two. Really good game, I think. I've gone for the complete opposite. <laughs> I've gone for one-nil Everton. Oh. I feel like it might be tight, tight game, and I feel like uh, it'd be nicked kind of late on. So yeah, one-nil Everton. Yeah, I think you. I think those game, those type of games can always go either way, can't they? Way it's so tricky. I mean, it is. Yeah, football is one of the most difficult things to predict, as we know. So, Arsenal and West Brom. So, I've gone for an Arsenal win this week, actually. I think they look re- really good um, against Newcastle and River Aubameyang back. Now, I think we could we could see Arsenal win again, um, but not without conceding. So, I've gone for a 2-1 Arsenal win. I've, I've gone for a 3-1 Arsenal. Um, yeah, Aubameyang is, is back. And I think Tierney and Lacazette are in training. So, whether they will play... They get on Thursday and perhaps they might not be risk for the weekend. But I feel like if they play on Thursday or feature on Thursday, they could feature um, against West Brom as well. So, uh, Fulham versus Burnley. I think this is going to be another open game. I think Burnley are more clinical, though, and Wood's in great form. I think whereas Fulham, they just don't seem to have anything about them anymore, do they, going forward? So, I think they might nick a goal, so I've gone for a two-one Burnley win. I've just listened. I've just focused on Scott Parker's inspirational chats at the end of the game. At the end of the games, Lou. <laughs> you see yeah. him when he talks, and he's like, yeah. he has so much belief in his side. And I've got you've got to give it to him. You've got to be fair to him. But on that basis alone, I just feel like I'm, I'm back in Fulham. Three-two Fulham. Big score. Fighting for survival. Maybe it's. Maybe it's a bit much in terms of the number of goals, but I feel like a lot both of, going to be going for it, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Um, talking of a lot of goals, Southampton versus Palace, I think, again, a game that I wouldn't necessarily usually look forward to, um, but I think we could see a lot of um, a lot of good football, a lot of attacking and a lot, a lot of goals. So I've gone for a 2-2 draw, Southampton and Palace. I've gone for a 1-0 draw. I think it will be, they're both, Benteke's looked a little bit um, more um, dangerous recently as well, but I feel like they both match each other. So, yeah, that's why I've gone for the draw. 
Man United versus Leicester is a huge game for top four um, and football in general, actually. But I just, I just don't, I just don't see um, one side being better than the other. So I've just gone for a one-all draw in that one. I've gone for a Leicester two-one win. I think how, Leicester, how, how many times in the last uh, few years? I know they're away as well, so you could. But then you're saying that United have been a bit poor at home. They've been better. They've had that away record, isn't it, Lewis? They've, yeah. They've, but I feel like Leicester, they don't want to lose. How many, how many, I think it was last season as well. They don't want to lose that top four position. So that's why I've gone for the 2-1 Leicester. Chelsea versus Arsenal. It's a huge game um, for us, Max, this week. So both sides going up against each other. Um, I think form goes out the window in this one, which is exactly why I've not gone for a Chelsea win. I've gone for a one-all draw. Yeah, you can never predict these ones. I feel I've gone for as much as I want to say, as obviously I'm an Arsenal fan, I want to say Arsenal are going to win. I feel Chelsea, if you look at them in terms of their, the way they're playing and defensively, they look so good. But I've gone for a two-all draw because I feel like we can we can be quite open. But yeah. also, if we string a few passes together, we can break teams down if we can. So, yeah, two-all draw. Can't wait for that one as well. So Villa versus Everton, um, another really open game, I expect. Um, I did say 1-1 last week because I knew I know this exact fixture played last time. Um, and I think Villa took it 2-1. But I've gone for a one all draw again. What do you reckon, Max? Copied you again, Lewis. I've gone for a one all draw. I think you did last like, week. week if it's, if it's on, on the calls that I've uh, copied you. Well, I haven't copied you, but the calls that I've had the same as you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've included the, the the Liverpool versus West Brom just in case it's brought forward and gives Liverpool a double game week. So for me, I think Liverpool will win this big. Um, so I've gone for a four-one Liverpool win. I've gone for two 0 Liverpool, only on the basis that I feel like West Brom will try and play it tight and not concede, as, and then try and hit them on the counter. But then they'll be doing playing too deep for too long, and then Liverpool get undo them. So yeah, two 0 Great stuff. So that's our predictions locked in. Uh, Max, let's take a look at our team's transfers and plans for, for this week, going into a huge double game week. Um, so I'll start because there's nothing is confirmed yet and we're in limbo as to whether or not Liverpool double. Because let's be honest, Liverpool doubling, it, it'd be huge, wouldn't it? It, it would certainly make my plans um, a lot easier. Whether or, whether or not I prefer them to double or not is also interesting. So the first is a Liverpool double. So this is one of the two scenarios. The plan to bring in Salah remains from getting rid of Bruno last week. Um, however, it means a straight swap for Son to Salah. So so Son would go out and Salah would come in. And if Liverpool double, that's, that would give me eight players who, who double. The three attackers that don't double in the team are Kane, would be Kane, Lingard and Bamford. So the many left from the Son to Salah switch, because I already had a bit of many banked. Um, would would give would allow me to do an exact price swap for DC uh, Bamford switching out to DCL. So my problem is that any sort of price changes now from from here to now, um, it's because it's to the exact cost, it would it would put me completely off that plan. So that could that could then push me to a further minus edge, which I don't mind because. When it comes to double game weeks, they're there for in terms of what I, I think in, in, in double game weeks. I think they're there to attack, aren't they? 
and the the, the potential see the high, the point ceiling is there um, to 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 grab and but yeah so that's scenario one now if Liverpool don't double I'm, I've probably got it's it gets a bit crazy because I'm considering loads of the options we've already discussed so I'd be potentially looking at a minus eight uh, possibly do Bamford to DCL size to Dean and Lingard to either Zaha or Ward Prowse. Now, again, there's two options. There's one if Liverpool do double and one if Liverpool don't. So with those scenarios in mind, you can see that I can't really give a solid team I'm, I'm, I'm going with because, again, we're sort of stuck in limbo. There's, you know, there's, a, there's a big chance I take a minus eight this week in any scenario anyway, which, again, I'm OK with because I, I, I like to. That's the way I like to attack double. So. I mean, players that I definitely know will be playing, though. So Martinez uh, plays a double against Everton and Man United, and Pope doesn't. It's as simple as that. It's, it's him playing double. Now, Ricardo, yes, he's a nightmare, and yes, I may only get some minutes out of him, but he's had a long time to recuperate now with Thomas replacing him. I don't actually think Thomas has been has looked that great either. So I'd expect Ricardo to play at least one of these games coming up. Madison plays a double against Newcastle, so he's definitely locked in already. He plays Newcastle and United. I think he'd get both, get something from both teams as well, actually, um, if he continues to play the way he's playing. But obviously, with a bit more clinical, um, clinic, you know, to his play, he needs a bit more um, bite. Uh, Mount a double against City and Arsenal slightly makes you think he, he might not do well. But I wouldn't be surprised if he returning both also so it's 50 50 i think ian Acho, he's locked in plays a double he's in great form i'm not too sure there's a there's a team in there's a there's a team in the league he couldn't return against in his current form um dominic calvert lewin uh, regardless of any situation unless he gets injured dcl will come in and that's even over salah salah, uh, salah only comes in if Liverpool doubles so DCL going up against two dodgy defences um, could do could do really well. So that's basically six players that, that will play. If Liverpool double, Yotta and Trent will start and Salah will come in. I know that. Um, captaincy again is dependent on the plan. If Liverpool double, there's no doubt in my mind against West Brom and Southampton um, that, that Salah will be the captain. Um, if Liverpool don't double, however, my captaincy could easily land on Dominic Carvert-Lewin. So my blog will be out Thursday or Friday, depending again on the Liverpool double game week news with my full lineup and um, my projected points as usual. So, so Max, over to you on on how you're planning to uh, navigate this double game week. It's um, very difficult because of that fixture with the fixture um, change and the fixture potential of Liverpool playing against West Brom. Um, I think regardless, I, my goalkeeper won't change in terms of Melier because, as I've said before, I think he's he's got the potential for save points against Tottenham. Yeah, it's frustrating because I don't think he'll get much points against them. But am I going to take a minus four to take him out? Mm, probably not because I don't think a, a goalkeeper is going to be able to reward me in this. I really... Because um, I don't see many clean sheets um, this this uh, double game. Um, so moving on in terms of my defence, I've got I've gone for Robertson starting 
again, that's kind of uh, regardless of whether they have the double or not, because I feel like he could get some, get down that uh, that left side to kind of cause some problems. Yeah, um, so yeah. Robertson starts there, and then I've got Rudiger. I've got Rudiger starting. I know he's got the double, and I know it's against Man City and Arsenal, but is he fit as well? That's only. I mean, as a Chelsea fan, do you know? Do you know if he's if how if what his fitness? I know he had a foot injury, wasn't it? Yeah, so he had a knock. Um, uh, I think he was always going to be rested during the, um, the 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 game anyway for for the Champions League. So either him or Mount, I expected to or both, but um, but obviously it was Rudiger. I think it was a knock, and I think he'll one hundred percent be back for the Champions League game tomorrow night. So I expect I expect him to play um, both the double game week games for you as well. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, on the basis of that, I, if I go for, cause say, say for example, he plays both games and and he doesn't, and he does either something or he gets, um, even if the other team score against him, as long as he plays, he gets four points, right? Because he's starting the games now. Dallas and Dallas, can I imagine he could get an attacking turn against Tottenham? But is he going to get a clean sheet? I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think so. Think so, so. <clears throat> sorry, I think. Um, Rudiger, yeah, that's why I've gone for Rudiger there. And then Cancelo, he's not playing in the Champions League tonight. Zinchenko started over him, so that's why I'm going for uh, Cancelo starting there. Um, in the in the midfield, now I've got Rashford, um, double game week against Aston Villa and Leicester. Now I feel like he can. The thing is, I always say this about Rashford. Now I feel like he can return, but but he is he has got a lot of points this season. Um, and he has got that kind of raw talent, as I've said in the past. Um, so, yeah, he's going to start for me there. I've got Madison, who, as much as he's playing well, we've said that he's been playing well. It's frustrating he's not getting any return, well, proper returns. So, he's starting because he's got the double against Newcastle and Man United. And as, we've, as I said earlier, I feel like Leicester need to, they really don't want to kind of lose their Champions League spot again. Um, yeah. And if they are, if they're not going to do that, they need Madison to be to be um, on form. So yeah, I'm keeping him in for the moment. Um, the one dilemma I have, and it's kind of hurt me also because he's an Arsenal player, Saka. Um, he's he's blank now for so. For so what's this now? because he all right, he didn't play. He didn't play against Newcastle, but I, I, I count that as a blank because he's not. So that's ten. I think it's ten games now. He's not. He's blank now. I have Yotta on the bench, but I need to. This is the one where I need to confirm later in the week because I don't know. I will pr- replace him with potentially Yotta in the starting lineup if the fixture go, you know, the fixture change for Liverpool. Um, and also the debate I'm having is whether taking him out completely, taking Saka out, and bringing in Ward Prowse. Now, in the, in my mini league, some of my rivals have got Ward Prowse, but. Arguably, I think he could be key to my kind of that rank resurgence at the end of the season. Um, on the other hand, I know you, know, you mentioned Zaha and he has got the fixtures, um, but it's, it's a re- I'm really undecided, to be perfectly honest, at this moment in time. Um, I need to monitor the Europa League and see how he does because I, if he, I, I don't want to make a transfer right now because if he get us, does get injured, um, it, obviously it won't look good. So yeah, it depends on the on the 
Liverpool fixture and um, Europa League as well on Saka. Um, my other midfielder is Son. While he's not got a double, I feel like he can, can do something against uh, against Leeds. Um, so moving on to my attack, now I've made one transfer this week. Um, taken out Bamford, couldn't stand there under 60 minutes every, every uh, these last few weeks. So you oh, you've, you, sorry, you've already transferred him out? Yeah, Bamford's gone, mate. Bamford's gone. DCL's come in. I, I, I think it was, I think it was the same day that Bamford come off and done nothing. I think I had enough that he was. Yeah, it was a quick. It was over the weekend. I did it. Um, so yeah, DCL comes in. He's got the double as well, which is also um, temp, tempts me as well. Inacho is my other. Um, is my other uh, striker. Um, he's got he's got that double game week as well, um, yeah. and I've got so I, yeah I'm going to keep him in, and I've also got Kane. Um, so Kane is not going to go because he's got Leeds now. Currently, my captain is on Rashford. Now, if Liverpool have the double, I probably will change Jota, and Rashford is very much is that differential captain because really I should put it on DCL. I feel because he's got. As we've discussed in the stats, he's got more potential. Um, but yeah, so there's a few decisions this week on my team that I will kind of see how a couple of the fixtures, see how the fixtures pan out, and also see how the Europa League plans out. Um, but I'll yeah, so I'm a little bit undecided. But most of my there's only a few players I'm undecided on. So again, similar to you, I will let people know in terms of in my blog on how um, how my final team. Uh, shapes up towards the end of the week great so i mean it's it's a tough one isn't it because it's we're, we're we're sort of in limbo again like like we've discussed with 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 liverpool um and it's also we're also in that sort of limbo where do do we take a point hit and go all out and attack this game week or do we play it really conservatively and and, and be really careful and not take many hits. Where do you stand on double gameies? Because you know that I love um, love attacking attacking double gameies, and and they've worked out really success. It's worked out successfully before taking hits on previous double gameies. I think that's only pushing me to do it again. Where do you stand on that? I know I know you like taking a hit, <laughs> the points hits, but they make sense because. I understand when people do attack the game weeks, double game weeks. I don't personally like taking too many hits, but it depends how many, what your target double game week players are. Um, currently, I've got six. Now, if I was to, so I've already made my transfer, bringing one of those players in. So how many players, how many points am I willing to, in terms of hit wise, um, willing to, you know, for these transfers to come in, I would perhaps if I took a if I took a minus eight. So if I was to bring two more players in, like I don't know, if, I always know I never hate I never like taking the hits, but it's it's a tricky one. It depends how well the players you bring in. Arguably, attacking that game, we couldn't easily cover those hits. So it depends on how risky you want to take it, but and how how you play the game. Um, I might make a, a transfer, as I said, in terms of Saka. But then again, Saka has got a double game week. So 
if I, it'd be better for me to take out a player who doesn't have a double game week. But then the two players that don't have double game weeks are Son and Kane. And personally, I don't want to take them out. So it depends on your team entirely. Um, but if you've got players that I feel that aren't haven't got the um, haven't got the double, and perhaps they could could be shipped out, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate in taking a, uh, a hit for them sort of players. So so I mean, it's it's one of them, isn't it? It's it's tough to tough to work out. Um, for me, again, um, some this, there is some great options. Um, I think again, Zaha, Ward, Prowse. Um, it's hard not to look at them, but. If Liverpool do double, um, you, you have you know is, is Salah does Salah become someone that you that you get in? Because for me, I feel like he's a must, and he's a, he he cut he's a captain as well. Definitely Salah, because I mean he was one of the top five I mentioned earlier, and I feel like he's he's one of those players that that golden boot is is a big thing for him. Um, for me, it's like because I have Yota. And many others will be in a similar predicament where if you have Yota, do you, do you then have two Liverpool players? And arguably, it could be the fact that not both of them start. Now, I have Rashford. Would I want to take him out for Salah? I mean, Salah probably is the better option, but then I feel like Rashford could score. And if I've already got another Liverpool player, yeah, it's, it's tricky to, it's a kind of tricky balancing act. Um, I do see where you're coming from because I don't actually own any United attackers now. So I do see where you got rid of Bruno, didn't you? Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Salah does. What would you would you bring Salah or would you would you just stick with with Yotta? I don't have enough money for Salah. (laughs) That's another key thing. I mean, if you're getting Salah in, you need to you. You've either got a lot of money spare in the bank or you're, you've got to be willing to take one of these players out. I think I've got a couple of... I might have one million in the bank now because of the... Um, the because I upgraded uh, Bamford to DCL. So if I am going to get Salah, and if you, people are going to get Salah, they're going to have to either have money in the bank because he's, he's not cheap or they're going to have to take away a player that, that's expensive. And normally the player, as we know, is simple kind of logic. Players are expensive. The ones that probably are doing okay or have done quite well so mm. yeah it's a tricky one it's a tricky one so that's i mean that's 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 us covered for for the week i mean we can't really act on anything now as as we don't have any um confirmation um in terms of this week but moving on to pick three a new round of pick three i've gone for uh salah zaha and Dominic Carvalho in this week. Max, who have you decided to go for? Slightly similar to you again. Salah, Rashford and DCL all got doubles, so makes sense there. And yeah, Salah's, as we said, he's a risky, he's, um, you can deliberate on him, but at the same time, if he's got that double, he could be lethal. Exactly. So there, there are such for pick three again. If you haven't played it before, you just I I, I put up a post um, on the the day before a game week starts, which will be on the Thursday morning this week. Um, you pick three players who you think will accumulate the most peak, uh, points, and it's a double game week, so it's going to be a massive one this week. Um, but over to you, Max. You're part of the pod for your differential and dodgy differential. So, dodgy differential. Um... This week, 
is Havertz. Now, this this could come as a shock to many, and this could come as a bit crazy because you know we know what he did against Fulham. Yeah, he got three bonus points. He got two goals. He did look very good. Um, the reason I say he's dodgy differential for this week is because he's playing against Man City, who I don't need to describe why that's a risk. And he's playing against Arsenal, which, yeah, I'm not going to try and make out Arsenal and the, the side to, to watch because we're not. But I feel like he could. The goal is he mount put it on a plate for him against um, against uh, against uh, Fulham. And I feel like he, this is a this is slightly risky. Uh, it's a risky fixture in Chelsea Arsenal because it's a game where you never can predict. And with him chopping and changing, Tuchel chopping and changing his team, sometimes you don't know whether he is going to start or not, as well. Um, and keeping it, yeah, keeping the, the calls bold as I do. And that's why I've gone for him this week. And I feel like many people might just suddenly see him score two goals and think. Um, God, I'm going to bring him in. So that's why he's this week's dodgy differential. Uh, this week's differential is Wood. Similar reasons why I um, I called him as a, a one of my top five to look out for this earlier in the pod. Um, yeah, seven games, the last seven games, he got seven goals and three assists, um, 3.2% ownership. So yeah, the, the stats speak for themselves. So that's why he's this week's differential. So yeah, that's uh, this week's uh, dodgy differential and differential. Great stuff. So that's that's where we're at this week. Um, we're we're heading towards a huge um, double game week this week, and I, I'm really excited as to where my team's going to go because I don't know myself. I know there's 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 likely um, in in terms of scenarios, and I've got two scenarios. But the question is is are we going to get the confirmation we need about Liverpool before the deadline? So I'm assuming so. Um, so massive, uh, massive news that we're waiting on. Um, but but yeah, a lot of a lot of ideas for the week ahead, and and hopefully, Max, we make uh, massive strides in terms of um, rank this week. Um, so I mean, do you think you 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 set you you could be set up for a good week? I think so, but I do. I am concerned about players like Salah that if I don't own. And there is some concern from my part because I feel like some of the players I've still got in my team are very much differential players. And, and if they don't go my way, it could cost me. So I do need to have a good think towards the end of the week, uh, dependent on the fixture for, for, um, for Liverpool-West Brom. So yeah, yeah, I, some, some careful thoughts later in the week. Well, great, Steph. That was episode six. And um, it's great catching up with you, Max. Um, and it's it's nice to be back on the podcast. It feels like we've been gone for weeks, but it was it was just because of the boycott. I think it made made it feel like longer that we hadn't been on the podcast for. Um, so so yeah, um, thanks for joining me again, Max. Anything to add? No, great catch up again, and um, good luck to everyone this week. And hopefully, as always, it's uh, green arrows all around. Great stuff. So um, so that's it, guys. And again, thanks for listening. Uh, Max, take care and we'll catch up again next Tuesday, same time. Yeah. See you later, mate. Cheers, mate. See you later. Bye.